Hey guys, welcome back to The Talk. I'm your host, Robert. And I'm Ingrid. And we're going to be talking about worship today. We have Laura Cherry, who is our NH Students Worship Leader here, and also Justin Turner, who's been a volunteer in our worship band for a couple years now. So we're going to talk to them about what it means to worship and what is worship. Check it out. All right. Hey, guys. Um, Today we are here with Laura. Hey. And Justin. What's up? And we are going to be talking about worship. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, thank y'all for being here today. Yeah, no problem. We asked y'all here because one, of course, Laura, you are our worship leader for any right. students. Yes. And then <laughs> Justin, you've been volunteering for us for a while. Yeah. And so I play a worship leader on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and so we wanted to bring y'all in and talk for a little bit. But first. I need to hear a cute baby story because, mm. Laura, you have been home with two kids for a while now. I have been. <laughs> I, ooh, yeah, I've been a stay-at-home mom and a full-time employee yeah. <laughs> at the same time for like a month and a half, and it's grueling. Um, yeah. Let's see a story. Um, so we were at home, and obviously we're trying to entertain these kids during quarantine, right? Because right. you're not going out of the house or anything so me and carl had seen those videos of like people putting their kids in like laundry baskets in front of the tv and like playing like a roller coaster thing so that they feel like they're on a roller coaster well carl had been like doing a couple for eliza and she loved it some she got like really scared oh really which was hilarious because like it's not a real roller coaster yeah but uh she was having so much fun and then the next day carl was like what if we did one for Splash Mountain. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Carl puts her in the laundry basket, turns on the one for Splash Mountain, and it's going right the ride. If you've been on it, like, you don't really get wet in the beginning. Right? Yeah. So, he's, you know, going. And then it gets towards the end where, like, you go down that steep hill, and then, like, the water splashes on you. Well, it's getting to that point, and then I see Carl pick up her sippy cup, and like chug a mouthful of water. <gasps> oh my god! Just holds it in his mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> and then it gets to that point where you're going downhill, going downhill, going downhill, and then all of a sudden, as you see the water splash in the video, Carl just spits it all over her head. Oh, gross! <laughs> and he's like, it's got to be realistic. <laughs> It started as a kid story, and it's now a Carl story. Uh, I know, I think it's yeah, I know. <laughs> but Eliza, it didn't even phase her. She's just like, oh Whatever. my god! But I really wanted to post the video, but Carl wasn't wearing a shirt in it, so uh, he's like, you can't post that. <laughs> but it was so funny. We don't need to see how ripped he is. We're just all gonna feel bad with our quarantine bods yeah. over here. Yeah, I'm coming out of quarantine looking. <laughs> you two times like, bigger. You be on the other side of the squirt bottle or something. You know? I know, right? No, he had to. Just oh, spit it like, at her. Yeah. Just spit it at her. Gosh, sorry, Eliza. I know. <laughs> I know. We have quite a few stories as well. I mean, I've, I've been working from home uh, for about like eight weeks or so. And so, uh, you know, have some work-related stories as well. Lindsay is a stay-at-home mom but is now a kindergarten teacher, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's also been a struggle for a, a five-year-old that is super social. And my daughter, Kennedy, like she loves everything that is about school. So that she whole aspect people. she does yeah. yeah so that that whole dynamic has been certainly uh, interesting <laughs> so uh around uh i was probably a month and a half ago these videos were coming out where parents were acting like they were like 
on the toilet with no toilet paper and asking their kids to come in like, hey, I need some toilet paper. And they would have like chocolate or some combination of like peanut butter and cocoa powder <laughs> on their hand oh, and would reach out to grab the toilet paper and just rub it all over the kid. Oh, um, so we did that. I did that with both Kennedy and Hudson. So it's Kennedy's five and then my three-year-old son, Hudson. Um, and their reactions were just like so great. Kennedy like thought it was funny. She's like, dad, this is disgusting. What are you doing in here? And then Hudson just had this look like he's like, he's puzzled. He wants to cry. He's confused. He feels betrayed. Oh my God. And he's like, how could you do this to me, father? Yeah. And then, so I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me, he's like, I need a napkin. And so I'm like, I got some toilet paper. And so then I, I actually wiped some of the excess on my hand. And I'm like, here, I'll just use this poop toilet paper. So I'm wiping his hand, but it's actually like putting more on his hand. And he's just, he's just so puzzled. But it was one of those things that was like parents oh getting God. bored in quarantine and started to do oh, something. We saw the video and we're like, okay, this is perfect. We have to, we have to You have this. to do that to Judah. <laughs> Judah, Judah's like scared of his own stool. Like he's like, oh, he does, he doesn't like to wipe his own butt. Like he doesn't like to try. He's learning. But he doesn't even like to try, <laughs> and so he would he would freak out. He would. I should try it though. I should try it. He sounds like the perfect Definitely. candidate. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. Okay. Well, I don't have children, so I don't have weird things like that. <laughs> but um, so let's get on with our topic. So the first thing I want to ask y'all is, what is worship? Um, I know this is a very big question. But <laughs> what is worship? What is worship? So for me, um, worship is, it's not about um, singing or playing music, which is ironic because that's what I get paid for. Right. But um, worship is an act of doing something in acknowledgement that like there's absolutely nothing I can do for God that he is missing or lacking or needs like there's nothing that he needs from me. Um, but he, he is my lifeline. He has given me everything that I have and there's nothing I can give to him except the sound of my voice. Like Mm -hmm. the only thing that costs nothing, Mm -hmm. that's the only thing I can give him or, you know, whatever it is that how you worship, whether that's playing a sport or whether that's painting or whether that's, you know, just a skill and effort and acknowledgement of yours to give back to him in a way that like, he doesn't need it, but he, he asks for it. Like, I want you to acknowledge me in this way to, um, like do things in my name. And that's how I know that you are serving me, how you Mm. love me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just happens that we do it through music. Um, but there are so many ways that you can do that. There's different kinds of worship. Yeah. There's so many different kinds of worship, but it's just an acknowledgement like, God, you are so awesome. And there's nothing I can do for you, but Hey, here's this thing. Here's this song. Here's this game. Here's this painting, you know? Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, we carve aside that, you know, 20, 25 minute time in a church service setting mm-hmm. aside for worship. But yeah, if you think about the definition of what that is, is this respect or this admiration or this mm-hmm. appreciation for a, you know, a supreme being in this case, this is the God that we serve, that we believe created all of this. Mm-hmm. And so we've set aside that time for in our church services, but it really is an extension into everything that we do, right? So mm-hmm. worship, the way that we give thanks and the way that we reflect um, 
what he's called us to do and how he's called us to live, that extends into everything that we do. So um, we're really worshiping all the time. What we're called to do is to worship in everything that we do, right. um, not just that that time set aside. And, it, and I'm glad you brought that up, that it, a lot of people associate that with music, and there's certainly the Venn diagram overlap of where those things intersect. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's not just limited to, to just playing playing music and singing songs yeah so where does the <clears throat> where does the feeling start where it's like man i'm only worshiping if i'm singing or i'm only worshiping if i'm in church raising my hands and um, there's like a specific way to worship when like yeah. truly what you say is the truth is like we're supposed to be worshiping him always mm-hmm. and in our daily actions and our breath we worship him so um where does it come from from us because obviously that's not coming from what god tells us to do but right. where does it come from us to where we feel like oh man there's only like one way to worship well i personally feel like um the way you worship comes from what you've seen before mm-hmm. so if um like carl said this to me back when i don't know if we were in college or something um maybe it was right when we first started working here but um, I'm a, I'm a naturally very cynical person. So like I would see some students like raising their hands and crying during worship. And like one of my instincts is to be like, are, is that real? Or are mm-hmm. they just yep. feeling emotional? Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, are they really raising their hands and praising God? Or are they just raising their hands because they're seeing someone else do it? Yeah. And then Carl reminded me like, well, Laura, how did you learn how to worship mm-hmm. by watching someone? Like, that's how you learned how to, um, so I have to remind myself, like, whether it's genuine or not, they're at least learning a posture of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, I feel like that might be one of the reasons why sometimes uh, people feel like the only way they can worship is in this church building when there's a band on right. stage. Because yeah. that's that might be the only place they've ever seen worship. Yeah. Yep. You know, they've ever seen the example of worship and they someone hasn't poured into them in a different way like you can worship in this way and also this way and this way um so So it's like i don't want to sit and worship unless it's laura (laughs) right or unless it's you know i've heard adults say downstairs like Mm -hmm. i don't want to sit and worship unless it's ben or unless it's you know whoever um they have like their person that like i can't worship unless it's this situation um but I mean, that's so that couldn't be further from the truth. And yeah. it's it's more about humility. It's like it's not about you, mm-hmm. and it's not about the person who is singing. But right. it's more about you are getting an opportunity to be able to like sit in his presence mm-hmm. and sing to him and say words that you probably yeah. wouldn't always think of yourself. And I mean, I hear that all know? the time whenever uh, I hear people complain about like which songs we're doing, mm-hmm. like. Um, I feel like I can't connect with God like through this song. Like it's too fast or it's too slow or it's it's too or, wordy. Or it has or the word saturating in it. Like I feel like I have to tell those people like it's not about you. It's yeah. not about what songs you like. It's about the fact that we are singing to God telling him like these words, like the words that are on the screen, we're declaring these to him. Mm -hmm. So like if those words have any depth or meaning to them, then you should suck it up and just, you know, sing it like (laughs) you shouldn't be complaining like, Oh, I don't like this song. You know, like that's not the point. It's not about you. So you shouldn't be thinking of that. You should be praying. Right. (laughs) I think it's cool. I heard you say that, uh, like you can worship it through sports Mm -hmm. and instantly in my mind, I'm like, 
well, how does that work? Because right. I know that's what students are thinking too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me think of an actual true legend from our ministry, Kaysen Martin. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, shout out to Kaysen. Shout out to Kaysen if, if you're watching. If you're watching. <laughs> but, um, but the truth is, is like I saw that man do ministry inside the building and outside the building mm-hmm. on his football team. And yeah. so like from the point of doing devos pregame, giving glory to God mid-game during halftime, giving glory to God during wins, giving glory to God during losses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so constantly worshiping and even showing the example to his team on how to worship mm-hmm. in and out of church, mm-hmm. um, which is a really cool thing. And so I think for students, like I would encourage any students watching that you can do, you can worship outside of, Absolutely. Yeah. out of singing, right? Mm-hmm. That's that, that was one of the most special things I think I've ever been a part of in student ministry. Just to say I even have known the guy and have played a small part in that story mm-hmm. is he loses the state championship game in a movie-like fashion, right? It's like Friday Night Lights. Like the guy's on the one yeah. yard. I mean, they lose by three feet. Um, and after the game, he's talking with his team, and the camera comes over there, and he's just he's ministering. And he's like, I don't know why this happened, but God's got a plan. Like, this is part of his plan. Like, I love you guys. And just... The fact that he, in that moment, when your flesh wants to take over and you want to be bitter and you want to be upset, and it wasn't that he wasn't upset, but he took that, and then that video is like what's trending on Twitter. Like, I was just so, like, I got emotional just watching that live and then going back and seeing people sharing the video saying, like, this is what sportsmanship is. And to me, that's what Christianity is about, right? He's not throwing the book at somebody. He was just literally saying, like, He's he's living a reflection of Jesus through through the way that he lived his life. So I'm glad you brought that up, man. That was such mm-hmm. a that was such a cool moment and, mm-hmm. and a good example of you know how we're worshiping and everything that we do. Yeah, yeah. I think also students sometimes um, don't realize that that like what he was doing in that act is of worship. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, a lot of times. I know, like, before with, like, some conversations with girls, it's, like, I'll ask them, well, like, how do you worship? Like, what is a way of worship? And they're, like, Sunday morning, like, watching whoever, you know? (laughs) You know, and, like, that's all they know whenever – I would say the most – the time that I'm most – that I feel most intimate or closer with the Lord is whenever I am worshiping, and that's whenever I'm sitting in prayer alone at home Mm -hmm. or reading my Bible. And so, like, I would say, like, my first – way of worship is is through prayer and so um and i think sometimes for students it's like what does that mean yeah like what do you Mm. mean that that's worship because that doesn't look like it and so i know we used to joke all the time that like okay i'm gonna go do like y'all would say like you're gonna go do worship and you're like oh no y'all are gonna go do worship of song Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) like we would correct you like be like you you're gonna go do worship of song yeah i'm gonna go do worship of prayer (laughs) i think that's why it always says like in the bible when it talks about like worshiping through music it always says like he sang to the Lord with a harp and a lyre and you know like yeah. very specifically like mm-hmm. they worshipped in this way they didn't just say like they worshipped and like assumed you knew what they were talking about like right. you know they were very specific in that way basically saying like this is not the only way this is how they did it mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not the only way that's cool yeah that's and, and I think you know just in music in general um, I think the reason why we feel so connected to God sometimes through worship and why that's a really successful channel is just because of how this whole concept and idea of music fits into this eternal picture, right? Mm-hmm. So um, 
just the way that it, the psychology of music and the way that it plays into the rest of our senses, right? Like you can, you can smell something and be like, oh, that smells like something my grandma used to cook. Or like, oh, that right. smells like my aunt's house or something that like that. It tastes like my childhood. Yeah. I say that. <laughs> right. Or like you see something, you can have a flashback and you have this memory. But then like you hear a song and you're like, oh, man, like that was my junior year. Like that was the last day. So I remember yeah. listening to that song in Robert's car and we were heading to the beach. And like you have a very, very specific recollection of that song. Mm-hmm. And music has that ability because we're it's so emotionally connected to us. Yeah. And it even enhances the other senses, right? Yeah. So my father-in-law, when he was in college, he worked at, um, he worked at Pizza Hut. And mm-hmm. I can't remember the song now. I should be able to remember it. It's probably on Byron's um, dad playlist on Spotify. But he's like, he's like, I every time I hear that song, I smell pizza. Like I can't help but smell it. Like no matter where I am or what I'm doing, that song because I remember that was a big song that summer. I was working at Pizza Hut, and so mm-hmm. it's just so much more powerful than the rest of our senses, right? And I think a big reason why that is is because at least from what we can see in the Bible. That's the only thing that we have and experience on this earth that follows us into eternity, right? Mm -hmm. There may be some other things, but it's not written. The thing that we know for sure is that singing and and songs of praise, and that's going to be something that that we carry with us, right? So I think that's why it has so much power and why we sometimes can really feel connected to God more than in any other form of worship Hmm. and why I personally put a little more weight on it because that's how I feel the most connected. Right. Um, yeah. Because of the because of the power that I believe that music has, and uh, you know I think it's it's naive to think that it couldn't also have the equal opposite reaction, right, and pull us away from God, right. So, um, right, we we've got uh, accounts and references of the Bible of of Lucifer, the devil, right. He's not just like a little red dude with a pitchfork, right. He's a fallen angel who was a harp, you know, played the harp, and mm-hmm. so do you think that he can't use music to pull us using that? emotion and the power mm. of it to pull us in the other way like right. Yeah. totally right and so there is this there is this delicate balance but uh i i definitely agree with everything you said about the example of worship but i think that's why so many people place a lot of emphasis on it is because if you think about the bigger picture of just kind of how music um the role it plays just really in, in, the, in the universe right pulls at for the sure. heartstrings. yeah for mm-hmm. sure so as like performers like worship leaders mm-hmm. um, on the stage, like what would you say like your main role or function is when leading people in worship? Like I, I, I can guess it's kind of hard because like, like you said, it's like is the congregation being genuine? Right. Um, is like, is any, does anybody here care? Does any, mm-hmm. are these students, are these students truly worshiping or um, so like what is your main role um, leading people into worship? Well, I think it's a delicate balance between um, worshiping yourself and showing them how to do it, and then also like connecting with the people who are watching you. Um, because I tell my students all the time, uh, my worship leaders, that if you lead from a stage and your eyes are closed the entire time and you're worshiping, um, you may be connecting with God but you're not connecting with any of the people who are watching you mm-hmm. um, because they feel like you are not acknowledging that they even exist. Um, and then vice versa, if you only care about the people that are watching you and you don't even think twice about the fact that you're supposed to be the singing to God at this singing, moment, yeah. um, then that completely defeats purpose as well. Um, so it's like this delicate balance. Um, 
I know personally sometimes I find it a little uh, difficult at times to really focus on like worshiping God whenever I'm worrying about like the words I'm singing. Am I singing this right? Uh, what's the next chord that's coming up? You know, and obviously m- me personally, I'm also thinking about like, is my bass player playing the right thing? Is my drummer doing the right thing? Is my keys player? Oh, mm-hmm. that was wrong. You know, like I'm constantly thinking about stuff like that too. Um, but I have to catch myself and remember my my purpose is to show these people how to worship mm. and to worship myself and to really have that, like I said, delicate balance of the two. Um, that's what I would say. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think the the role, I, I think of it like we're, we're setting the pace as the worship leader, right? So, yeah. you know, in, in, in the in racing, right, when they're starting a lap, you know, before they start the race, there's a, there's a pace car that they're following. Mm. And they're no matter how slow or fast that car is going, they're not passing that car, right? Mm. And so... Um, our role as worship leaders, if we're only moving five miles an hour in a worship sense, that's as fast as anyone's going to be able to move with us, right? right. And so um, it, it is it is up to the people that are leading worship and ushering in that presence mm-hmm. to to set that pace, right? And so yeah. the you, you're going to get out of it and you're going to be able to pour on the congregation only as much as what you have put into it right. and kind of what, what, you're, what you're setting there. And it's tough because as musicians and um, – as you know, people who want to per- perfect their craft and, and, and make it sound pleasing to the ear, that is a really tough um, balance because our flesh wants us to make sure our flesh wants us the number one priority for us for it to sound good, right? right. We want it to sound good. We want people to walk in and say, "Oh, like I can now worship because I like the way this because guy's voice so sounds because it sounds <laughs> good, right?" If we if if it sounds bad, it's distracting, right? Mm. And then it may be difficult for for people to worship. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we, you can't just completely ignore that, yeah. but it is very difficult and it's a balance. I feel like I constantly struggle with, yeah. um, yeah. depending, like if it's a newer song and it's got some more complex guitar parts, I feel like I'm up there just playing and I'm maybe not worshiping as much as I need to. And mm-hmm. so, um, I don't know that we ever fully get it right, but it's something that we should always be thinking about, yeah. um, and, yeah. and just praying for God help help just to take that off of my mind, like put a spirit of peace over me mm-hmm. that I'm not focused on what's happening up right around here. And I'm focused on, um, this upward praise and mm-hmm. I'm focused on this outward message of the what the song is saying. The glory, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's just something that I, um, you know, try to try to keep at the, at the forefront yeah. of my mind as, as we're, as we're doing this. And something I always tell, uh, my students is like, don't forget that, uh, our main purpose is to usher people into the throne room of God. And I know sometimes mm-hmm. when I say that, it might sound a little Christianese, um, but <laughs> it it's true that, like, yeah. you are bringing people into the presence of God. So, like, if you picture God, he's sitting on his throne. You're telling the people in the audience, like, hey, follow me. We're going here. Yeah. And then we're going to sing to the Lord. You know, so, like, we're, we're ushering them there. We're bringing them there. Yeah. So that is our job. So that's why I tell students, like, don't just, like, close your eyes and worship yourself the whole time because our job is to bring them with us. Yep. You know, like, we aren't supposed to just go there ourselves. We're supposed to bring them with us. Yeah, yeah. it's about people's hearts, mm-hmm. about yeah. preparing their hearts for yes. what the mm-hmm. Lord is about to, like, tell them and mm-hmm. bring to them. And some of the best services I feel like I've been a part of are where things musically or technically have broken down. Mm-hmm. And we have just sort of dropped this barrier of professionalism and have just said, you know what, God, like, this is going to be a disaster 
unless you, <laughs> unless you do something about it, right? Like there's yeah. nothing else we can do. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it was probably, I don't know, three or four months ago where we lost like – I think we lost the whole sound system in the high school room. Like we had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and we just like on the fly, yeah. we're like, okay, acoustic set. And it was just like, we just didn't, no one on stage cared anymore. Yeah. And everyone that was in attendance was like, well, we don't care anymore either. And mm-hmm. it was like, everyone was fully participating and singing. And Laura was in the back, like, guys, that was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I remember that. And, and, and it's kind of reminded me that sometimes we, it's a good example of, when we stop thinking about doing it right, your focus what can at? really happen, yeah. right? Where yeah. our focus goes. Yeah. And my initial cool. response to that was like my troubleshooting self, my job is to like figure out things that are going wrong. So whenever that, the thing shut down, I was like, dang it, I got to figure out, okay, so this is going wrong. Th- that's working. What's not working and like bringing, you know, Chris in to fix it. And then that's when like God kind of reminded me like, wait, stop and just watch what's happening. Because I was very, mm. like, not even watching that. I was mm. trying to figure out what was wrong. Yeah. And then. I like, just watch my kids. Yeah. At one moment, <laughs> I was like, you know, let me just enjoy this because this never happens. Right. You know, that cool. kind of thing. And it was, it was really, really cool to It watch. was great. Cool. Really cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom yeah. on worship. Yeah. Any last words for a student that um, feels like they kind of knew what worship was but it's still kind of like figuring out what their form of worship or best form of worship is you don't have to sing well to worship Mm, good word i'm tired of people thinking that (laughs) yeah i've heard people tell me all the time like well it's easy for you to worship you have a good voice like well that's that's not that's not what that is (laughs) you know and god hears all of our voices the same way he doesn't listen to me any harder than another person just because i might sound a little bit better yeah that's not what that's not how it works I mean, I I would just say, I would encourage everyone just to find a way to worship in in your own way and what works for you. Mm -hmm. I think we would never want to create a culture where you're looking around going, well, they're doing a little better than me because she's raising her hands and he's doing this and I'm just here. You know, that's something I think is really cool. And there's some, there's some symbolism in that act of surrender. Mm -hmm. And there's something that that can kind of invoke in our attitude and our spirit just to say, all right, God, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, 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 I'm giving this to you, but it's not a requirement. There's nothing that says that we have to do that. If you're not comfortable doing that, don't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. Find the thing that works for you. Yeah. And if that's you there and you've just kind of have your eyes closed and you're singing, um, and you're, you, maybe you're not even belting it, right? You're just kind of like, in, you know, more of a whisper or you're sitting, sitting yeah. and like or just reading the words. Just, yeah, you know. exactly. Uh-huh. Like there's, there's a whole lot of different ways to do it. And so I, I wouldn't want anyone to feel like they get boxed in on like, well, this is how to worship because mm-hmm. yeah. there's a lot of different ways to do it. And it's all about finding what's going to be effective and like helping you get connected. Where are you most yeah. like intimate yeah. or you feel closest to them? I love that. Awesome. Guys. Thank you guys so much. This yeah, is so good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us. It was great. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much to Laura and Justin for coming out. They had good wisdom to talk yeah. about and good points of view and just great perspectives. And so um, thanks again for coming and being part of this conversation. And be sure to follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We hope to see you guys there. Yeah.